Hey, this is Duan Hill, and you're listening to my podcast, Hey Wise Guys, ideas for creatives about what matters most. Hey, well, welcome back to Hey Wise Guys. This is season two of this podcast, and we're jumping in with an interview with one of the wisest men that I know, my dad, my father, the Reverend Dr. Larry Hill, who I call Daddy. He's an amazing man, and I wanted to share my dad and all that he's learned with you. In our last episode, my dad told the incredible story of how he went from being an Air Force pilot to a preacher. But in this episode, we're going to talk about some challenges that happened along the way. For example, a college recruiter told him he was not smart enough to get into the Air Force. So my dad opens up about the fear of failure, the fear of taking risk, and then we jump into a great conversation about the difference between spontaneity and rebellion and how to be creative and structured at the same time. There's even a special father-son moment at the end. So let's jump in. Ask Dad, part two. Well, I'm in a similar stage. You were at that point, maybe at a similar age. I don't know how old you were when you, how old were you when you officially started in ministry? I know you went to seminary, but when did you actually start? Uh, 1981. So, um, 22. Oh, oh yeah. You, you got me beat by a decade. <laughs> by a decade. Um, yeah, I just, I, well, I guess technically I've been doing it for a long time, but, uh, unofficially maybe for a long time but now that i'm in a um, staff position at church i'm hearing more and more stories and talking to more and more people about the importance of decisions and and wisdom and um the role of faith in that um because of course you can make a lot of decisions um seemingly without the help of god or wisdom or faith um maybe just based on experience or based on emotion or based on um, upbringing or a personal preference. What do you think about the role of faith in um, your life as a father, uh, as a multi-careered man, um, as a husband? What separates maybe how you would approach life from someone who is not uh, a follower of Jesus? Um, I think for me, Sometimes I think you did a podcast on fear uh, not too long ago. One of the things that stifles creativity and kind of stops people from moving forward is fear. And one of the types of fears that are common is the fear of failure mm-hmm. and the fear of taking risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I face both of those. Uh, for me, Fear of failure was strong because um, I'm not sure why. Uh, I think, so for me, faith helped me get beyond that because without faith, I would probably, there are a lot of things I wouldn't have done because I wouldn't have been willing to take the risk thinking that it would end up in failure. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so that's a strong 
um, barrier to making progress and success, I think. So faith, faith for me helped me get through that. Um, I, I'm, I use aviation and flying as a metaphor all the time. Um, that fear of failure and unwillingness to take risks would have grounded me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but faith helped me get those throttles forward, take off and go way beyond what I ever thought I would go or uh, capable of being. Well, explain that some more. When you say faith, what do you mean? Are you, are you, is it an outlook on life? What, what does that mean? Um, it, it, I think it's a lot of aspects of it. One is if, if it's a spiritual thing in one aspect, if you believe in God and trust God and have faith enough in God to know that God can take you beyond what you're able to do in and of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's what I mean by faith. Right. Got it. Uh, faith is also the courage to act on what God has already given you. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes we have the resources and the strength and the knowledge and the wisdom already within. God has already given that to us. Um, but sometimes we either don't act on it or afraid or, or choose not to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so faith, faith is kind of like an activator. <laughs> right. it, it takes that dormant power that God has already given us, activates it. And then I think, you know, you started off this podcast talking about super daddy. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not super in the sense that, you know, um, I have power powers beyond anybody else, but I think the superness in us is activated by the faith that God gives us. Absolutely. So now we can flex our muscles. I mean, spiritually speaking, and say, "I can do this." Right. And the courage when when we have that kind of courage, then people that say you can't, the naysayers, the dream killers, all those things, we may hear it, but they don't stop us. Right. And we can still move forward. Sometimes we, you know, we might slow down and get discouraged and disappointed, but that doesn't, that's not the end all for us. Right. And that's great. Cause I think that's encouraging for people who, um, the creative field, I looked up the definition of creative in terms of a noun, not the adjective, like you're a creative person, but you're a creative as in a type of person. And basically the definition is uh, particularly someone who is a professional in a field that is labeled as creative. So, you know, um, graphic design, music, poetry, art, those type things. And what's present in a lot of those fields and really any other field is the possibility of rejection. So you, you offer your craft or you offer your idea or you offer your solution and you present it to the world or to a boss or to a friend or to a parent or whatever the case may be. And you basically are giving yourself, opening yourself up to critique and even the possibility of affirmation or rejection. So I guess what I hear you saying is faith is a way to kind of boister yourself no matter what the response is. Because I know a lot of in my life, I don't see a lot of people in my life. I've, I've been dealt a lot of blows when it comes to people saying no, or you can't, or this is not possible. And 
trying to navigate that. I don't know how I would have done it without God and faith and him. Um, is that what you're saying? Like, even if you have to face a hard no, that there's a way to per- persevere through that? Yes, I I would say that um, uh, when you hear the no's, you can't, the why are you doing this, those kind of things. Um, For people that don't have faith, that becomes more of a barrier for them. Mm-hmm. For people with faith, those kind of things embolden them and give them more courage and strength to move forward. Right. Um, I'll give you a good example. When I was in high school, I knew I wanted to fly. And I went to see this recruiter. What I had to do to fly? He told me all these things. And finally, I said, well, I need to go to a place where I'm guaranteed to fly and I can still go to college. He said, well, the only place is the Air Force Academy. And I said, well, what do you have to do to get in? He said, you'll never get in there because you're not smart enough. Wow. So I could have taken that and been deflated to the point where I had given up and I would have been on a totally different in a totally different place today. Wow. But I fortunately I had been in an environment where my parents taught me what faith meant. Mm-hmm. And so that gave me the that what I said was, okay, you watch. I'm gonna prove to you that you're wrong. And that gave me more motivation. I didn't even know what the Air Force Academy was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just wanted to prove I'm not, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean by that. And, and you've heard me say this many, many times, and this is kind of the mantra that I've lived by, to be propelled by a purpose, vectored by a vision, driven by a destiny, and motivated by a mission. So faith, to me, is the engine that provides the thrust through that process. Wow. Wow. It sounds like a, a minimum requirement. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, yeah, you just, there seems to be no way you can make it through the challenges of this life and not have that engine and that, um, that motivation to keep going. Um, I guess my last question for you is, do you have, I mean, you've given so many already, but, um, well, two questions, two questions. One, do you consider yourself to be a creative and I, I don't even know if people use that term when you were in high school and college but no um i you said no you wouldn't consider yourself no. okay no i said no i didn't hear that in college oh, or high school okay because okay. i i would look at you and say you're very creative you're adjective you're a very creative person the way you look at the world is different and um colorful and um it solves problems um but I guess in the definition I, I just used about a creative being that in a professional context, maybe you're not that, but what would you say to that? Um, I, I would, I guess that definition of creative, I think is limiting. Okay. Um, because I, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe you don't have to be in a professional context to be creative, to be a creative. Got it. I think, as I said before, so so this thing about having everybody having some creativity in a, in, in all of us, to me, that makes us, maybe to different extents, but makes us, all of us, creatives. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, so, but there's a tension though, because when you talked about, I, I know there's some areas I'm, I'm more creative in mm-hmm. than others. Um, but I'm also a very structured, analytical, logical, attention to detail person. Right. And, and they, sometimes there's tension between the two. Right. Well, there, there was tension in our house. Yes. <laughs> between that and, cause I'm the opposite. I'm not very detailed. I'm not very structured. I'm not very, uh, I am analytical. So it's, it's just interesting how those characteristics pop up depending on what's, what situation you're in or what relationship you're talking about. But yeah, that's interesting. And I think, I think for, for people who are very creative, um, I think one of the things that may be helpful is to find a balance Right. that I think is probably not all healthy to be totally creative and ignore the necessity or the need to have structure, right. um, boundaries, you know, some kind of uh, order to certain things. Right. But on the other hand, people who are very structured, very ordered, very attentive to details, but lack creativity, that's also right. probably not healthy. So right. I think all of us have to work mm-hmm. at, at a, and some of us, you know, have different kind of work because we're at different places on that spectrum. Right. Right. Um, my, my, I think the key, though, is to be aware of where you are on that spectrum. And sometimes I think maybe even positions like yourself, you're very creative and you're even your, um, but your, your position requires some structure and order. Yes. So sometimes when we aren't able to do some of the things that require us to be structured and ordered and pay more attention to details, then maybe we need to surround ourselves with people that can hold us accountable or help us in those areas. Right. That's sometimes what, what you call people that you call creatives, um, maybe are not willing to do, or maybe right. don't want to do, or maybe don't, are not even aware that they maybe need to do that. Yeah. We can see it as, as, a um, what's the word as an attack or, uh, right. um, uh, an offense, even if right. you take it too far that how dare you tell me that I need to do it this way when I'm a creative, I should be able to do it any way I want. And I think that's, that's probably a downfall and a weakness of that personality type to not realize that we need everybody's perspective and, and outlook, especially if we're, on the pendulum on an extreme point. And I think that's true for creators are very divergent in terms of what, how they look at tradition. Right. Um, and so it's not a, it's not a, uh, us versus them. It shouldn't be anyway. Right. Um, but I, because creatives are curious by nature, I think it's helpful to be curious about, Things like asking questions, why is this tradition here in the first place? Right. Why do people who have this tradition think it's important? Right. And maybe the, 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 in, the dialogue and the questions and the connections that are made there will help uh, eat, both of them see their, their perspectives as opposed to always be in opposition to one another. I think that's great. I mean, I know that... Uh, a good separation that I've had to put in place and I'm still working on is difference between 
spontaneity and rebellion mm-hmm. <laughs> and being okay with being spont- spontaneous, but not in the name of, I just don't want to do it the way anybody else has done it. And right. I think, I think my age group has been rebellious in the name of creativity and um, with, without respect to tradition, without respect to boundary stones and uh, parents and honoring father and mother and pastors. And uh, we, we lean, my generation, and maybe this is an oversimplification, but I've experienced a lot of people my age who more quickly choose to tear down tradition than they, than they would choose to engage in it and adjust it based on what we need versus just throwing it away. And I think that's what you're talking about would help us do that better. And I think it's true the other way too. The people that are very traditional um, don't understand how people that are very creative think. Yeah. And so they don't understand why they do certain things differently. Right. So I think that's, I think that, I think it's a mutual kind of understanding. And that when you all were growing up, I think the challenge for us as parents was to help you find that balance mm-hmm. because we tried to foster an environment where you could be as creative as you wanted to be, but we had to set some boundaries too. Right. Uh, there were chores to do. I mean, you couldn't just show up when you wanted to on certain, I mean, so, so part of it is learning how to find that balance. And if, if that wasn't um, the environment at home, then it requires people to work on it in wherever they find themselves right. in, at this stage of life. Right. I mean, that's, that's scripture. I mean, by, the Bible doesn't let us do anything we want to anytime. Think, I mean, there, right. even scripture gives us um, some direction right. to our lives to follow. And so it's not just, you know, uh, people trying to force you to think a certain way necessarily. It's just um, we, we, we don't want to find ourselves on the extreme of the spectrum on either end. Right. So That's great. I agree 100%. Um, well, this has been great. I have so many more questions. And while you've been talking, I wonder if we can maybe do a follow up discussion because we didn't, we got to a lot of things I want to ask you, but I feel like there are more things to talk about. But thankfully, I know where you live, I know where you are, so I know how to find you. If we need well, to. the problem is when two great thinkers get together, the conversation just keeps going. <laughs> yes. A lot. It's so fun for me. And it reminds me of, of how I grew up and what I'm so grateful for you all providing in our home. And this podcast is a result of many seeds that you all have sown. So thank you for doing that. Um, I will probably, uh, I think we'll continue this conversation. We'll, who knows? There might be a part two and part three. Oh, uh, we may bring you back for a different thing, but thanks for joining us today. Do you have anything final that you want to say to people listening? Yes, I want to uh, say thank you, Duan, because you've uh, given people that listen to your broadcast a lot of help and a lot of things to think about in terms of where they are. And one of the things I appreciate about your podcast is that um, you focus on people who have the, some of the similar struggles that you yourself are going through so you can relate to them. 
Yeah. And um, I think that's helpful. And and I appreciate the effort and the time and the energy and the professionalism that you put in. I enjoy listening to it myself and I go, wow, I wish I could do something like that. I, if you call me super daddy, then you must be the super son. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Dynamic duo. All Dynamic right. Duo. All right. Thanks for your time today. We'll talk to you later. See ya. All right. Take care. Bye, Dwan. Bye. Bye, everybody. Wow. That was incredible. There is nothing like a father's affirmation. And I'm so thankful that my dad, who I call daddy, decided to join me and take some time to impart some wisdom that he's picked up along the way. He's the best wise guy that I know and I'm so grateful for him. But hey, this is not the end. Uh, we'll jump back in next week. Uh, I don't know. It might be my dad again. We might have a new guest. We might do a combination. But either way, you want to stay tuned to what's coming up next. And in the meantime, check out DwanHill.com. There's some great music there, as well as information about how I can come visit your event, your school, or your church, and talk about creativity, faith, songwriting, and whatever else we can get into. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys, and I'll see you next time.